community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I'm Lek Dog and I'm joined by the wonderful, the magical, the mystical Hatch. How are you? I'm good, Lek Dog, my beautiful bouncing baby boy. It is good to see you again. It's good to be back and having a chinwag about the old football and the old Supercoach and the old, well, well, we'll get to the rest of what we're chatting about a bit later. How are you? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm fantastic. I watched... Almost no football this weekend oh. and uh, was out of reception and missed the Carlton game altogether. So it's been a big weekend for me and naturally we're going to come on here and talk to people who did watch football about football. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, I've watched a lot of football, probably arguably too much football over the weekend um, and a lot of it was bad. A lot of it was really bad. It was just not a good round of football. It was just... Even even Essendon's win on Friday night, which I was up and about over, bad game of football. Just not enjoyable to watch unless you were heavily invested in Essendon's performance. And uh, yeah. I did actually catch some of the the radio commentary about that in the next morning. I had a little bit of reception, and it sounded like the total score was like twelve v thirteen. I looked at the score. I was like, oh, like. You still kicked a few goals. We kicked a few goals. Most of them were second half. It was like three minutes ago in the first quarter, no goals to either side. It was quite bad. But anyway, people people who are listening probably know that. We're probably watching um, at least that first quarter before turning it off in disgust. Um, let's so kick let's, straight uh, in. Yeah, let's, let's kick, kick straight into Supercoach. We're only going to spend a little bit of time on Supercoach. Then we're going to do some real... Hardline analysis of the AFL because the super coach this week, I mean, essentially we're at a point where there's six rounds left. There's no rookies on the bubble. There's a couple of cheapy rookies like Leo Connolly and guys like that, Emerson Jecker, but I don't think anyone's looking to trade them in patch. No, there's plenty of injuries and, and my injuries. rule of thumb, and we can discuss this is if you've got an injured player and you have trades, use them, trade them. This, we're not about holding players at this point in the season, in my opinion. Look, I, it depends on what you're doing. If you're going flat out for rank, you you roll your dice, you throw your chips in the middle, you make the trade. If you're playing for league, I don't mind you being a bit coy. If you've got, a say, a Carl Lankford, who we'll talk about in a bit, who's a one week, potentially two weeks, uh, you, I reckon you'd, you'd potentially hold him, like a Lockie Whitfield, only missing one. You hold. I think if it's just a week, you can hold. And if you're in that top, top four, you're safe. You, you see what you can do, but... Yeah, as, as a general rule of thumb, if they're injured, then uh, you can you can flick them or or yeet them, as the the cool kids say. Yes, Yo. the hip young kids, dog. Hello, yeah. fellow youth. I think I think I agree. If you're going for rank, or you're going, or you desperately need wins in your league, then trade. If you're comfortable with your position in terms of league, yeah, I'd I'd be holding if the bloke's only missing a week. But Let's go through the injury news for now. Look at Adelaide first. Taylor Walker's a test. He should play this weekend. He's been reasonably solid this year for people who have him. So if you're still holding him, he should play this weekend. If you're looking at trading him in, Patch, I'm not going to recommend it because just just as Staddy Matty uh, and I suggested, he misses games and then he missed games. 
That he did, and you were both very right. And I mean, I, I, yeah, if you've got him at this stage, you're probably in for the long haul. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the long haul is what less than a quarter of the season, or a quarter, just on a quarter of the season left. So look, he's been fine, but I'm not looking to bring him in. Matt Crouch is a couple of weeks away from a return, which is exciting because. I mean, it's going to go one of two, two ways. He's going to come in with a couple of games less left and be underdone, and his price is going to plummet for next year and patch. We can only hope that's what happens. Or he's going to come in and dominate, and his price is going to be too expensive for 2022. So real teetering on the edge of ruining his year next year for us already. Exactly. Things you love to see. Moving down the list. Brisbane, not too much super coach relevant injury news here. Charlie Kerno for the Blues will play well, another game of VFL this year, this yeah. week. That's very exciting for someone who hasn't played in two years. Yeah. Very exciting. And I think it's a good thing. And I know people say don't play him, but I say play him. If he's fit, yeah. play him. Play him, play him, play him. Although we, Move on. Well, we've skipped over Brisbane. Eric Hipwood did an ACL oh, on yes. the weekend. Um, oh, yes. So if you've still got Tom Fullerton kicking around on your bench for some reason, maybe he plays. Potentially he comes into that side and continues scoring 40s. So uh, if you're in the market for a 160,000K rookie who's a ruck forward who will make you no cash and score you no points, maybe he's your man. Yeah, they also lost Marcus Adams. So there are a couple of tools down. Yeah, the Blues we covered. No one of real super coach note for us, although Charlie Kerno returning will be very exciting for me. Collingwood, no one of real... Super coach relevancy for us here. Um, we I may hope Jeremy Howe getting back for the super coach season seemed dashed. We may see a Jack Ginevan debut after some very good weeks in the VFL, so he could be a tasty little rookie, especially with Bo McCreary still out. One Was to keep an eye on. As an emergency or in the extended squad when teams came out last week? Um, potentially, I he, did. He definitely was because I traded him in before I went away without reception, and then he was not in. That would be it then. Essendon, their list is extensive, but I think the main one for us is Kyle Langford, who mm-hmm. has, what's he done? He, they thought it was a back, but it's actually a hammy. He's going to miss one week, maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. As I said earlier, I reckon if you can hold him, you probably should. If you can't hold him, then, well, you can't hold him, so you got to trade him. Well, in that same time, Dylan Shield's supposed to be back in a couple of weeks. Does he make... Kyle Langford redundant anyway? Um, that's a good question and one I, I don't know the answer for, to. Um, I'd like to think not, but Dylan Shield can't play forward and Kyle Langford can, so that might that might be it. That is the danger. And I don't think you play the Blues where Kyle Langford will kick six goals, so a little disappointing. Mm, very much so. Anyway, he's probably a hold. Freo, no one is exciting me on this injury list. That's pretty harsh to say. Geelong, we still are missing Mitch Duncan and Jeremy Cameron for an extended period of time, but we all knew that going into the round. Gold Coast, if you're one of the few Hugh Greenwood owners who's had a pretty good year, he's out for the season, Patch. He did his MCL. Why MCL? Sorry, it's not a, not the sort of thing we should be singing and dancing about, but it came into my head and I started singing it. Um, yeah, trade him. It's it's sad news. It's bad news. 
GWS, Lockie Whitfield, will miss this week with a concussion. The new fixture patch for round 18 has come out. If he's passing the protocols, he should be able to play. Yep. He's uh, he's hopefully just going to miss the one week, which means he's a hold, especially if you've got Tom Highmore on your bench, scored 97 over the weekend. Um, just excellent cover. What if, if you, you don't or, have Tom Highmore? Then you hope you can swing him into the middle and cover him with Lockie Bramble, who scored 120 on the weekend, just, just casually. Yeah, nice little d- display from him. Didn't see it, but saw the stats. Looked impressive. Annoyingly for GWS, uh, James Peatling, who was a 102K defender mid who was averaging about 26 disposals and then a goal a game playing in defense. Um, he's hurt his ribs, so the rumors of a debut appear to be off the table. And Stephen, my man, Stephen Ginigliog, he's going to be back. He returned two weeks ago, had 11 tackles in his first game of VFL. This week, he had 35 touches, played out the game. He's going to be playing seniors. It's not particularly super coach relevant, but it may have ramifications for next year. It could indeed. 477k for anyone that's brave enough to get on the Gnigliog bandwagon. Do you have his break even in front of you? Uh, nope. All right, moving on. Hawthorne. Now, this this, is... this hurts, but Chang, Changuth Giath has done a PCL. He is out for the year. That's not a good thing for coaches. No, that's awful news for coaches, awful news for anyone that watches any Hawthorne games because it's exciting to watch when he's up and about. Um, just, just no one wins out of this. So, no. yeah, you, you've got to trade him. You've got to look at what you can do with the cash that he's got left next to his name, of which there is, I'd say, trying to stall for time, $406,300. Um, it's not a huge amount you can jump around to um, there, but you, you've got to trade him one way or another. Yeah. Uh, also missing with concussion is Jack Scrimshaw for the Hawks. I really like Blake Hardwick, who should be coming back into that team. I believe he was a late exclusion or was just admitted uh, on the weekend. 434K, averaging 92 for the year. With both of them out, I really, really like him as a bind, and it's a, it's a pretty small jump from... GF up to Hardwick. So one to watch for coaches out there. Patch, Melbourne, no injury news to speak of. North yep. Melbourne, no injury news to speak of. Port Adelaide, Zach Butters. He came back in. They were sad, 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 sad to see. I'm not a doctor. Don't know if it's related. His knee, he's hurt his uh, medial ligament in his knee. He's out for four weeks. I'm not a doctor, but I feel like he came back sooner than we thought, and we'll now miss another month. Again, also not a doctor, but knees are bad things to injure. Um, probably someone we should trade. Um, thank you. This has been the medical report with Patch. Um, <laughs> in terms of who you trade him to, he's yeah, not got a lot of cash to his name. I mean, I don't know why anyone would have bought him in. Um, but yeah, there's, there's I definitely not a... know some people did. If you did, then that's a that's not ideal, um, not ideal at all. You could throw some hail marys around if you want to bet on Harry Mackay or like a Dylan Moore. Cosy Pickett at two hundred and seventy eight k is very underpriced, but will also underwhelm in a final at some stage along the line in terms of Supercoach. So tread carefully. Harry Schonberg might be midfield full time now after his breakout game on Friday night. 
or one of his breakout games on Friday night. He was very good. Aside from that, there's these aren't names that are exciting me, Patch. No, well, there's one name that we'll uh, we'll talk about a lot later um, in great depth, who is a is a good trading option. But we'll uh, we'll get to that in a minute. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Richmond, no super coach relevancy. St Kilda, very little super coach relevancy, other than uh, old mate. What's his name? Highmore is playing pretty well in defence and they've got a few injuries to defence. So you think he's going to yeah. stick on, on, around? On the trade-in front, though, Rowan Boat Marshall, Ooh, after baby. four games back, is 400-odd K. Um, someone who I probably should have mentioned in that string of names of players that are about 400 K, 438 K for Rowan Marshall, scored 95 on the weekend and had 100 the week before. 100 is flat the week before, building into some form. St Kilda are building into some form. Really like him as a trading option this week if you're looking for someone to bring into your side. He is in my team. I traded him in last week before I went away. Umd and Ard about him and Bailey Dale ended up going with Rowan Marshall. I, I think Bailey Dale turned up. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, no. No, he didn't. He, I believe he was underwhelming, but again... Didn't look at how many scores over the weekend. I uh, watched a lot of He's, football and paid oh, a little attention. Oh, he was attention. very underwhelming. He scored 58. There Good you go. trade by me. Rowan Marshall in my forward line. Well done. And I guess we'll scroll down to the uh, to the the second last team, Sydney, nothing of relevance. West Coast, nothing of relevance. Western Bulldogs. Mm, Josh Dunkley. That. Josh Dunkley. Josh, Josh Dunkley. He's hmm. available for selection. Hmm. 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 Again, we're both, neither of us are doctors, but also, hmm? Well, look, let's... Hmm. They've been kind of talking up his potential return for a couple of weeks now. $634,000. He's almost ungettable. His break-even's 96. He hasn't played footy since round six. We're going to assume he comes through the... Let's assume he comes through the VFL patch this week and gets 40 disposals. Yeah, safe comes, assumption. Comes back in for round 19... Should coaches be preparing to pick up the highest, I believe the highest averaging player for the year or close to? Close to. He's top five. Averaging forward. Should we be considering this man? Uh, I mean, consider him. Yes, absolutely. Of course you can. Can you logistically get him? (laughs) No, none of us can. None of us have that cash lying around at this time of the year. Um, If you do, all power to you, I guess. But I don't. I don't know anyone who does. Um, I don't think planning to get him in is the right move unless you've got eight trades hidden away somewhere and a kitty that's already above sort of 200K and a, a couple of rookies ready to pop. I just don't think it's logistically going to happen. And he is still the number one ranked scorer by average. And just looking at the top scorers, Max Gorn has slid. He's slid out of oh, the yes. top three. He's fourth now. Parrish is fifth. Oliver is sixth. Lions, Walsh, Miller, and Zebel round out the top 10. The scoring, I'm very excited to see how that ladder ends at the end of the year. But, Pat, you know what else I'm excited about? I'm so, oh, if you're listing for Supercoach content, that time has ended. We're now here to talk about real football matters, this the important is, this, stuff. This is potentially the most important thing we've spoken about in a long while. I was messaged on Twitter or tweeted at by Cam Red at Red from NZ. Good friend of the show. He uh, he said, he asked me, he said, Slevo, Jaden Stevenson, Slevo. 
The new poster boy of Sleeve Watch? Question mark. The committee's meeting to discuss it because he's right. There is no poster boy currently for Sleeve Watch. The man who was the poster boy obviously retired last year, Kate Simpson. He really started this whole thing. He started the whole Sleeve Watch extravaganza that's sweeping the nation. And Cam has sparked a good discussion. Who is the poster boy for Sleeve Watch now? Because Stephenson's mounted a very good case. And as has been pointed out on the old Twitter bots, you know, he had the 38 touches. He had that goal. He had an incredible game of football in the wet, in the pouring rain, in, dare I say it, the natural element of sleeves. Um, Do you mean planet Earth? Pl- plan- I, mean, the, the I don't u- think sleeves are limited to planet Earth. I think I, you'd do very well to wear sleeves out, out of the atmosphere. I'd, that'd probably be a better idea. If you're wearing a sleeveless spacesuit, that's not going to do good things to your arms, really. If Barco's um, ever called up by Elon Musk, he's not going to do real well. No, no, and several, we'll get into that. You better believe we will <laughs> get into that a bit later in this uh, in this segment. Um, but, yeah, he was phenomenal. And... Mentioned before, he's the the trade in option at the the cheaper end of the scale who you'd consider. So anyone that that left that wanted super coach advice has now missed the one good forward that's not Rowan Marshall. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. I'm considering him just for the just for the the 153 point display that he put out, and, and I know it's chasing points, but it's chasing sleeves. Mm, 153 but, but, points. Mm, so so let's make the case for Sleevo to be the, the poster boy here because he's part of the discussion. He's probably the most identifiable player in sleeves in the game at the moment. The one you'd that wears them most consistently and wears them at clubs where they're not traditionally huge sleeve wearers. Now he, he, he wore them at Collingwood. No one else there wore sleeves during his time there. Very few players did consistently. And then at, at North Melbourne, it's the same. It's not it's not a club that's known for wearing a lot of sleeves in the modern AFL era. I think it's a very good point you make. Uh, he's a he's a he's a multiple club sleeve wearing player. He's donned the sleeves in a number of, of different ways, and it, it'd be very easy for us to to take a look at all these players and go, "All right, we'll just chuck another Carlton player in there. They always wear them. Same old, same old. It's the best looking Guernsey." And believe me, I want to do that. But we need to actually have a discussion because we never had to have the discussion before. We had a man wear the sleeves for, you know, 35 seasons for the Blues. He retired at age 70 with 700 games to his name, Kate Simpson. 698 of them in sleeves. And we never had to discuss it. And those two games he didn't wear sleeves were because they were like special rounds and they didn't make sleeved Guernseys for him. Exactly. So we need to discuss who, who's who's an ambassador for sleeve watch. And Steve-O is definitely an elite ambassador, as Cam points out. But yeah, we're going to he- go through club by club, take a look. At, at the players who are in contention in the discussion. Yeah. Who, who is who is doing the most for the cause, the most noble of causes for Sleeve Watch? And if you're if you're on Twitter and not getting around the hashtag Sleeve Watch hashtag, which realized how redundant is saying that, but anyway, the, the Sleeve Watch ha- hashtag goes off every weekend. The second somebody crosses that white line with sleeves on, you better believe there are dozens of people out there tweeting about it. There are dozens of us. <laughs> dozens. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll go through. Adelaide, very, very honourable mention here to start us off with Lek Dog. Do you want to take us away? Oh, they've got a couple of fantastic names here. I think, I mean, the name that comes to my mind 
first is actually Paul Seedsman. And and I think I think it's because he's having a very good year. He's dom not dominating. He's playing very well in that midfield outfit for the Crows. He's standing up when they need him to. He's coming into his own as a player. He he very, very, very regularly wears the sleeves and wore, wore them on the Gold Coast, I think, which when you're wearing them north of the New South Wales border, that is that's commitment. Interesting. He he came from Collingwood, didn't he? He, he was he did. a slave. because James Aish, who we will discuss later, also came from Collingwood. If I'm if I'm correct, correct. you are you are indeed. And Stevo came from Collingwood. Maybe Ooh. they maybe if they're a kind of a sleeve farm, even though they're not necessarily a top tier sleeve. They're, 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 are they the colder cannons of the of, yeah, of the sleeve? The Geelong Falcons. <laughs> Well, all right, let me put you put this to you. Seedsman, he's 29 coming to 30. So he's an older statesman of the sleeve game. This year, he's averaging 97 in Supercoach. He's averaging 97 in AFL Fantasy, which I believe, I know in Supercoach is his career best, which I can only attribute to consistent sleeve wearing. And in AFL Fantasy scoring, it is also his career best. So this is a man in peak sleeve performance it it is it certainly is and you know he's worn them for a few seasons it's not a flash in the pan a lot of the guys we're going to talk about you know the last month has been a boon for sleeves like i know it's the coldest month of the year but a lot of players are starting to roll them out more and more regularly seeds seeds he's been there like paul seedsman has been there for years and years and years and we come to expect it also i feel like we need to address the fact that you know seedsman jumper has long sleeves the numbers on his jumper leg dog the, yes. the 11 or the, the 11 one rather essentially two sleeves when you put it like that he's what he's double he's doubling the number of sleeves he's wearing but but like does does the number and the 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 makeup of that number and the lack of a line between them like it's it's iconic is getting ridiculous which i love does that add to the sleeves or is this a different is this something else like is this think, part of I the Look, I think we're going to stick to the the basics of of sleeve watch. Obviously, our mantra is socks up, sleeves down. We're not bringing socks. I don't think we need to bring socks into the discussion. I don't think we need to bring uh, the the gap between two digits into discussion. But, Patch, I will say this. If it's a line ball call, they will come into play. There we go. That's fair. That's fair. And I I assume that's the same for the three-quarter sleeves and the, the full sleeves as well. I think full look. That's an interesting one, and we can discuss it. I think full sleeves are more impactful than three quarter sleeves. But I like that some players have customized their uniform or Guernsey, and still incorporated the sleeves. I do like that. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate for the three quarter sleeves. Like I, I, I still think the the traditional sleeves, you know, all the way to the, all the way to the cuffs, or all the way to the wrists, is is where it's at. But you know, it makes the sleeves more portable. means you can wear them in warmer climates. Um, aesthetically, I think they're rather pleasing. It's more versatile. Um, you know, it, it's I'll, not a bad thing. Three-quarter sleeves are not a bad thing. They're not a bad thing. I'll, say, I'll tell you this, though. Uh, the versatility of a long sleeve. You can wear it down. You can wear it up. You can wear it three-quarters. You, you have the option to roll. But the, the downside of that is often when players roll up their sleeves, you do see some of the stitching on the inside and whatnot, whereas a three-quarter sleeve will eliminate that. But you don't have the option to go longer with a, mm. with a three-quarter sleeve. You are limiting yourself one-quarter sleeves or half a sleeve in total. 
which I think I think is important to me. It it is it is important. Um, but I I I just wanted to get that clear off the bat that we're not discriminating. If no, it, if, no, it's, no. if it's below the shoulder, not below the shoulder, because that then starts including Geelong's horrendous preseason top, which it's <laughs> a t-shirt. It is a t-shirt. Um, if it's longer than longer than the bicep, then we're we're counting it. All right, let's keep moving through. All right, Ned McHenry patch is another man from Adelaide that he very heavily dons the sleeves and has done over his twenty-three game career with luster. Yep, massive tick to him. Just. Uh, you know, jumped straight into the league, straight into wearing sleeves, not, not you know, fussed about feeling the pressure to forge his own path or, you know, he's happy to be different straight off the bat. And we love that here at the Jock Reynolds podcast. Yeah, he's a, he's a, what, what you would naturally call the rising star of the competition. We're calling him a, a rolling sleeve of the competition. He's rolling up the competition or rolling down. He's a rolling sleeve. Very impressed by everything he has. Love, the, love his pressure forward. Um, tactics. He's just a, a joy to watch, and that's ninety percent because of the sleeves that cloth his bare skin. Indeed, Brisbane. We struggled with him, Patch. We did, and to be fair to them, it it is it's hot in Brisbane. It's warm. Um, you know, it's it's not not traditional sleeve wearing um, climates, and to be fair, not not traditionally a football climate, but. You still, you still want to see somebody just, just do it, just do it. It's it's hard to ask for them to both wear sleeves and have Daniel Rich on the list. I get that. Uh, if Daniel Rich wore sleeves, that'd probably be the end of me. <laughs> the end of all of us. But in the end, the only name we could really, really properly conjure, and it to the community. If you if you watch Brisbane more than we do. Tell us, like, get in contact with us. Get so four twenty. Get yeah. in contact. Um, comment on the website, on the Twitter, on Facebook. Like, rock up to my door. Maybe don't do that, but we we need to know. Uh, but Joe Danaher is the only one we could really come up with who's donned the sleeves. Don't think he's worn them too much in Brisbane colours. Occasionally pulled them out at Essendon, but I mean, we're we're clutching at straws. He's an honourable mention at best. I think his his I here's what I think the rough guideline for what we would consider a sleeve watch where it'd be. I think if we're saying three quarter sleeves are okay, I think you should play three quarters of your games in sleeves. Maybe that bar's too high, but around that, you know, that's the vibe. I want to feel like a player plays at least three quarters of his games in sleeves. I mean, we're not going to apologize for having high standards, like dog. (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. We've got to drive the standards. Exactly. I'm in sleeves right now. You can't what? see it. I've got my JR sleeves under this very yep. jumper I'm three wearing. Qu- Three-quarter sleeves for myself, the rolled-up sleeves. Yes, we want you involved, community. So if you're a Brisbane person or you're a Brisbane watcher, let us know. Sleeve watch is anyone worth considering. We move on down to the blues, and there's a myriad of names we could have included in this one patch. I think the, the obvious yes. one is JSOS. Took after his father, wears the sleeves quite regularly. Has dropped off the last couple of games from wearing sleeves, but has been very good in those games, which is interesting. But obviously started as number two at the Blues, took on number one, which is effectively just one sleeve. Regularly wears them. And, you know, he's the heart and soul of the of the team. The fans love him. Don't think much, much needs to be said. He's certainly in the discussion for being the state, the 
an elder statesman, even though he's young, of sleeve watch. Yeah, and as a casual adver- observer of Carlton, I see, I rarely see him without sleeves. I'd imagine no. he'd hit the seventy five percent threshold or, oh, or yeah. get he, or get close to. He'd get close. He, as, he does what you want. He wears yeah. sleeves. As would his teammate Sam Petrovsky Seaton, who's just yeah. like he. I can't remember the last time I saw him not wearing sleeves. Just as consistent as they come on the sleeve front. Unfortunately, his his form on the football field not quite as consistent. But gosh, he wears a lot of sleeves. Yeah, and honestly, I don't mind. I don't mind the form if it if it means he wears sleeves. Took a big contested grab on the weekend. Watched it on the replay. Looks very good, and he, he looks. He's not a particularly fast player, but he does look faster with the sleeves. He dazzles people with them. That's how he's able to get through traffic, shrug tackles. Love him. He's uh, certainly a certainly a, a well. He's actually pretty mature in the system, but I'd still consider him a, a rolling sleeve player. I'll uh, I'll talk to the next bloke, much maligned in the AFL. It's Lockie Plowman. He gets the shittest job every week. He plays on the opposition's best small forward every week. Does his job most of the time, but I'll tell you what he does do all of the time, and that's wear sleeves. He came to the Blues. He adopted the sleeves. And he he doesn't proud. I if you sport the the mark for me is when you see that fist come through the pack to spoil patch, and yep. you see the sleeve rise above the pack. Oh, oh it's a sight! It's a that sight to is behold. Beauty, behold! And, and does that as a small defender wearing sleeves at Carlton is he is he the 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 heir elect of Cade Simpson? I think if you said that to other Carlton people, you'd be shot. <laughs> I, yes, which is why I'm saying it to you in in the context of this conversation, as opposed to look people generally. People know that I'm a I'm a Lockie Plowman man. I have always been a Lockie Plowman man, and I, I probably will always be a Lockie Plowman man. And he's, I tell you what, he'd be pushing, he'd be pushing, he'd be up there. Right, just, if Adam can... Saad wore slaves, he, I immediately Oof. give it to him. But Lockie Plowman, he's 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 probably. It's kind of sacrilegious to say that he might be leading sleeve watch for the Blues, but over Jasos, who has a heritage. But we've got to take the the, take the last name out of it. If his name was Jack Smith and he was wearing the sleeves the way he does, I don't think I'd give it to him. I think it'd be Lockie Plowman. There's the romance behind you know three generations of sleeves at Carlton with Jasos, but you know Plowman's same role, kind of same position. You know, Simpson was maligned for for the first sort of hundred games of his career. I think there's a there's a really solid argument that Plowman should should be heavily considered as as one of the poster boys of sleeves. I think he should. I think um, he should. I think I think we need to to move on before everyone gets angry and sends us tweets. Let's talk about Collingwood now. Mm, we discussed earlier. We've discovered mm, that they're a they're a farm for sleeved players. They produce them. But Patch, I don't know who plays in them. No, I don't. I I can't think of it. I watched the VFL game on the weekend, and admittedly, it was a nice day on the weekend. But there were no no up and coming sleeve wearers in that side. There weren't any that that I, you know, that I've noticed in the last couple of weeks at AFL level wearing sleeves. And honestly, we'll you know we'll talk about Stevenson and the the hooped sleeves a bit more later. But it's a tragedy that they're not they're not getting a run in black and white really. And it's ironic. They're one of the clubs that makes the sleeves the most readily available to the fans. Exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, and they just so you know, if if we're missing someone, if we've both had a complete mental phase. probably a brown or a or a Dacos or one of their 7,000 father sons that wears them. But I just, for the life of me off the top of my head, I cannot think of one. No, and we we need you to, you know, not just a, a one-off, you know, this, this player played in them in, in 2017 round six when it was torrential rain and cold. Like, we want consistent sleeve wearers. And we're starting to get some at the next club, the Mighty Bombers. Harry Jones has adopted the three-quarter sleeve the last month and he's picked up a Rising Star nomination. He's been regarded as one of the shining key forwards of the competition and this is, I believe, not a coincidence. Like oh, these, it's, it's irrefutable. These two they, things are linked. They are. It's, it's correlation and causation. Exactly. They are the same. They, they are intertwined. They are indeed intertwined. So, you know, obviously, first first season playing at AFL level has only been doing it the last couple of weeks. So, so rising star territory, but certainly not elder statesmen, certainly not pushing into that that esteemed category. Brandon Zerk Thatcher wore them the other night, but he wore them in a in a way that you do not see at AFL level. Like he's not a he's he's worn them here and there over his smattering of games at AFL level, but he wore the double jumper leg dog, the double Guernsey, the, the double. Uh, it's interesting because if I was going to wear a double Guernsey myself, it'd be two sleeved Guernsey. So I, I struggled <laughs> to wrap my head around the purpose of it. There is another man who does this when he gets the opportunity, but I, I, I don't know. What is it? Is it that they like the, because, uh, you know, sometimes the piping on, like you had the the yellow, was that the round where you had the yellow stripe oh, on the, on the shoulder? Been. Do you think maybe that's a factor? That may have been because they might not have had the yellow yellow stripes in the sleeves. Um, although I'm just going to do a quick Google of, uh, of, uh, of, of images, see if I can pull it up. But if that is a factor, which I, I've got a, a gut feeling it might that, be. If it is, that's, that's dedication to the sleeves. That's, that's going out of your way and saying, no, well, I'm, I know there aren't any available in the one that you want me to wear, but I still want to wear sleeves. I'm, I'm going to do both. Like that's that's dedication you don't often see towards the sleeves at AFL level. No, I, I think if you go out of your way to to wear them, even when the club has has not given you an option, al- alternatively, uh, it's it's huge for the potential of of this man's future in the sleeve watch game. Oh yeah, no. If um, all the signs are there, um, we just need to see him. Well, we need to see him get more games, which will anger a lot of Essendon fans because <laughs> he hasn't been overly good. Um, but we still love him. Still got a lot of potential there. You, you want to see him succeed, if for the sleeves alone. I think so. I think it, people, you're right, people will be annoyed. But mm. the most Ka- important thing to us is sleeves. Yep. Kyle Hooker wore them the other week and then changed out of them mid-quarter during the first quarter, which... No, no, that's I'm not having that. So we're no, not that's... we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to mention it. We're just going to move on to a club that is doing very well on the sleeve front. Lecto, do you want to talk to us about Fremantle? Yeah, Fremantle. They're, they're very good at what they do. They're very good. They uh, had a special order recently of their sleeves, which looked beautiful, by the way. A couple of names jump out at me. The first one I'm actually going to say is James H. We mentioned him briefly. Came out of the sleeve factory down at Collingwood. And he doesn't let you down. He features regularly in their social media. They do special looks at his locker, things like that. His sleeves look good. They look good with the white V 
on the purple Guernsey. And, you know, he's they 25. Look the, they look good with the purple V on the white Guernsey. It's, it's Exactly. And it's versatile. He has both the away and the home Guernsey put together. I believe he wears the headband as well, which a lot of these players do. Once again, not a huge factor in the decision, but could be a factor in mm. deciding the the leadership group of this sleeve watch outfit. He's 25, 26. He's, he's coming into the, the prime of his career. He's not a massive super coach or AFL fantasy scorer, but I'll tell you what, he he's a great a great representative to the sleeve watch community. Oh, incredible. Incredible. You, I, I don't have anything more to add. You've said it all really. He's And it, he's been there for a long time too. He's He's been a long servant to the sleeve watch cause. Next on their list is is this man. He'd he'd be contending for a spot in the leadership group for sure. And it's it's Rory Lobb in the three quarter lengths. He's your man. You and him go way back. Both three quarter sleeve wearing players. What do you have to say about him? He's he's done it for a long time. And there's there's something really special about a ruckman going up in sleeves. Some of my happiest memories. You know, as, as a as a young whippersnapper, we're watching uh, Jason Laycock go up in ruck contests for Essendon wearing long sleeves, and not many people can say that they had happy memories of Jason Laycock playing football. But I, I'm one of them. Um, and you know, he, he obviously plays forward and then chops out in the ruck. But when he's chopping out in the ruck wearing sleeves, oh, it's a sight to behold. It's it's quite incredible. And as you mentioned, you know, with um with Lockie Plowman, the, the golden fist the golden sleeved fist, you know, watching him climb packs in sleeves is incredible and you love to see it. And then at his feet, you've got Michael Fredericks as well, who's burst onto the scene. You know, he's, he's done incredible work in a very short space of time in the sleeves and honorable, you know, one of those rising stars of sleeve watch. Yeah, no, big shout out to Michael Fredericks. Really looking forward to his career in the sleeves and Fremantle recently put up a highlights package of him and James H donning the sleeves, which uh, really brought a tear to my eye. Fremantle as a club have really supported the sleeves this year. They have jumped on the bandwagon and just, they know what the people want. They know what the people want. They they've got their finger on the pulse. Let's move on to Geelong. Brad close, Brad close burst onto the scene as a, as a mature edge, small forward. And I'll tell you what, it must be cold down in Geelong because he has never taken those sleeves off. He no. had him in Indigenous Guernseys, Guernseys. He has him in away Clash Guernseys. He has him in home Guernseys. This is a man that lives and breathes. Hashtag sleeve watch. Brad Close wore sleeves at the Gabba. He, he wore sleeves at, at a place where, you know, we gave Brisbane, I, I tried to give Brisbane some leeway before, but... Brad Close at the Gabba did what the Brisbane Lions outfit is too cowardly to do, wearing sleeves in the tropics. It might be, you know how if your name's your last name is Baker, like you're more likely to become a baker, all that sort of thing. Well, the man's close and he keeps his fabric close to his arms. They're tight sleeves. They're beautiful sleeves. They're probably not that tight. They're kind of loose. But still, his arms are protected from the elements. Exactly. Protected from the sun. It was. I mean, it was a night game, but... You know, I'm I'm going to wax lyrical about Brad Close because he's, you know, he, he's not played a huge number of games, but oh boy, he feels like he's been in sleeves since we were we were we babies like dog. 
Well, you just love to see it. A guy comes off the rookie list or gets rookie drafted. Uh, I he might still be on the rookie list. I don't actually know. But gets rookie drafted by Geelong, breaks into this team that's performing really well in 2020, plays eight games, basically doesn't miss a game so far in 2021. And, yeah, that's 21 games of pure sleeve brilliance. And this is a man I'm very, very excited about. And he's still young and he's a rolling sleeve player. But I, I tell you what, I'd be pushing his case. To the committee. Oh, and and rightfully so. Sam Menegola has jumped on board this year as well, been playing incredible football um, and doing most of it in sleeves. He's worn them far more often than not, and it's just great to see. There's, um, we had the game down in Geelong where there are seven players sleeved up on a cold Friday night, and Menegola was the second name I expected um, you know, in this- sleeves. I'm just, I'm just looking at these names, and Sam Menegola is a great one. He's a very, very good one. I'm looking at these names. Seedsman, Plowman, Lob, Aish, Menegola. All came from other clubs. Hmm. Close. Uh, da- Frederick. Dan- Danaher from another Danaher club. Danaher as well. McHenry, Zerk Thatcher. These guys are like all not super, the most highly rated players in the comp. They play sort of small forward Positions, or in Zerk Thatcher's case, uh, the selfless defender, SBS. Uh, he's you know he's just he's, he's indoctrinated into the Carlton lifestyle, and JSOS never had a choice. Maybe there's something about the type of player that the sleeves attract. There is. I don't know I've, what it is, but maybe ri- the players that have to battle a little bit harder. I've written I've written a sporting column on this, which I'll link on Twitter. Um, I'll relink on Twitter again. Um, but Menegola bucks that trend. He's a midfielder and plays. You know. High half forward is as close as he gets to to being that small pocket, and he did come from another club. He did come from another club, but he's he's playing a position where there's a lot of running and a lot of movement, and you'd think it's you know despite playing in Geelong, that's that's a lot of body heat, which is being trapped by the sleeves. But he's still persevering. He's still going through, and one of the few midfielders that do wear them consistently, which I I think really ramps up his case to be in that leadership group. Um, yeah, because no, that, I, that's a position that not many people tend to do it, and. As yeah, I spoke about I with Rory Lobb in the ruck, I, I think I think that's something special. Um, Jordan Clark is the other one. Yeah, I've from Geelong, his name who, here. who you've put down ahead Could have of been anyone though. You you nominated Zach Tui. I was also thinking Tom Stewart loves to wear the sleeves. He does. Yeah, this third spot. Well, it's not really third spot. I just put Jordan Clark there because I feel like that's his defining feature as a footballer is that he likes to wear sleeves. I mean, Whereas, I'd feel like his defining feature is that he gets dropped every third week, but that's well, a bit harsh yes. and a bit mean. Um, he, he's one I want to watch closely. He's sort of this up-and-comer. We're looking at the, the next batch of players. And, you know, if he go, gets traded or goes back west or whatever happens in this offseason, I'm interested to see if the sleeves follow. I'm praying that he gets to Frio. Because you know oh. the sleeves are coming out. Oh, and I feel like I've, I've I've followed Fremantle a little bit this year in terms of their social media presence and their their podcast stuff. That I feel like Luke Ryan is is so close to being tipped over the edge. And if you add Jordan Clark to that backline in Frio, I think I think he I think he tips. I think he 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 adopts the three quarter sleeves. I love it. I love it a lot. Let's move on to Gold Coast. We actually don't mm. have a name. The Gold Coast. It's very hot up there. We don't know. Like, obviously, well, players have occasionally donned the sleeves, but there's no regular sleeve wearer I can think of. No, I'm, and you know what? Like, dog, that's why the club is a basket case. 
That's that, that was a failure and just a money pit for the AFL, and they've got no fans because they've got no one to rally behind. They went Sean for Barry Ablett. They should have gone for Cade Simpson. They should have gone for Cade Simpson. And, you know, sure, Matt Rowell's kind of cool, I guess, but, like, he's not wearing sleeves, so who cares? If you know, we are missing anyone, of course, let us know. From yes, please do. But, for, you know, neither of us can think of anyone that's donned the sleeves Has at Isaac all. Has Rankin worn them? No. Or am I just am I just am he I just like putting him of, in a box of being a small forward? I feel like he's the type of player that would wear them, but but ha- I can't remember him wearing it. And at the Giants as well, they're in the same box where, like, I feel like one player has worn them at some stage, and I've forgotten who it was. Obviously, Rory Lobb wore the sleeves there for a little while. Toby Green's donned them once or twice. Heath um, Shaw used to occasionally wear them, but from the current list, I can't think of anyone that that has worn them. And to be honest, that's the argument for them to play more Canberra games. Yeah, just just well, the, come to Canberra, get it to snow, and make them run around without a shirt on. Uh, so the two expansion clubs—they've been in the system for ten years now. We need you to uh, let us know who are the sleeve wearers. There, Hawthorne. I just mentioned Clarko. Mm. Mm. He is a big. Uh, he he's he, if if sleeve watches are religion. And Cade Simpson is God. Alistair Clarkson is the devil. Oh, without saying, without like he's he's the antithesis of everything Sleeve Watch stands for. Which, from a like, he's at a club that has a proud history of wearing sleeves. Like, you look at Tuck played most of his four hundred games in the sleeves, like a vast, vast majority. And there are players on Hawthorne's list that, given the opportunity to to wear sleeves would shine. They want to wear the sleeves. They want to wear the sleeves. And Clarko, you know, most successful coach in the modern era, sure, but not wearing his players wear sleeves. I I, I couldn't give a toss about who you are or who you think you are or what you think no. you're doing. If he comes to the Blues, I might have to find a new club. Because, uh, uh, yeah. honestly, I, I wouldn't care if he won us a flag. If, if we weren't wearing sleeves when we did it, what would be the point? What would be the point on that last day in September? Perfect sleeves weather, really. It's made for it's made for sleeves, mate. It's made for sleeves. So we've got uh, Michael Hartley on the list that is was a very proud sleeve wearer. Double the Guernsey Bombers. sleeve wearer regularly. Regular double Guernsey. Um, very handy, very reliable footballer. Um, again, not a superstar in the in the Brandon Zerk Thatcher mold. Just old, reliable Hartley in the sleeves, and Chad Wingard, who is a name on this podcast I rarely, if ever, speak in glowing terms about. But I can't doubt the man's commitment to sleeves while he was at Port Adelaide. No, he did like to wear the three quarter sleeves, but we won't spend any time on him because he doesn't wear the three quarter sleeves. <sighs> yeah. Melbourne do it well, though. Oh, boy. Oh, they have boy. recruited wingers and drafted wingers and exclusively to wear sleeves. In fact, they're trying to do the uh, – I'm seeing double. I'm seeing four crusties. Because <laughs> they've got Jaden Hunt and Ed Langdon running on wings who both wear sleeves. Both look extremely similar and oh. both are definitely in the leadership group. Oh, absolutely. They're they're very, is... Both very good players. Absolutely. There's no doubt that these two blokes are in the leadership group. And – Honestly, I think I think both of them mount probably the most solid case possible to be the poster boy for sleeves. I th- I think you're right, man. I think 
I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like that given the choice, they're, they're socks up, sleeves down players. I know Langdon, I know Langdon and Hunt both wear headbands. Langdon, Langdon has the benefit of, of being a good fantasy player for me. I think that keeps him in, in my mind's eye a lot. He's Ed Langdon. This year, he's averaging, I'll tell you if it ever loads, he's averaging some stats. He's averaging some stats. He is. Hunt, yeah, doesn't quite catch. Sorry, I think he catches the eye more because he does more eye-catching things but does fewer of them than Langdon. Langdon's far more reliable, gets you know more consistent numbers, but Hunt can do the the spectacular torpedo from 60 at three-quarter time or quarter time or whenever it was in Darwin. You know, he can go on those those mad runs through the middle, cutting through traffic that honestly in sleeves kind of makes me go have to have a cold shower for a minute. Um, I mean, it looks like sleeves make you look like when you're going at full pace and you're doing those sort of things, it makes you look like you're, you're flowing the flowing fabric. It it's adds an aesthetic that it's, it's the closest like. you can get to a Cape on a football field. It's essentially the Cape of football. It's that's, that's what it is. And, you know, I'd, 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 you know, put, my nomination would be for Ed Langdon to be the poster boy of sleeves. Yeah, I think he's probably. I think I think he's the. I think he's got him. the 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 backing, the experience. He comes. He came from another club. He came from a club that has a strong sleeve wearing tradition. He ticks a lot of the boxes for me, Patch. He does, and we're, we're not we're not making a call tonight. We need community no, no, involvement. No, no. We, you know, this is just us making the cases for each of these players. Um. And, and we want your feedback about who is the post war, but he, he's got my vote. He has my vote. Cosy Pickett, just want to note that he's an up-and-coming, he's rolling, a rolling sleeve. sleeves player. Looks good when he does it. Oh, boy. I mean, he looks good when he doesn't, but especially when he does, especially Bart, um, looks incredible. Um, and we hope to see more of it. North Melbourne, we already spoke about Jaden Stevenson off the top. He sparked the whole conversation. He bought his sleeves from club to club. He's a man of the people. He is a man of the people. And, you know, I'd, I'd say that he'd be, he'd be vice captain in, if I was assembling a sleeves 22. Oh, 100%. He'd, he'd be, he's, he's my nomination yes. is that second in command. He's, he's learning for a few years and, you know, in, in two or three seasons, he'll be ready to assume that, that mantle. But yeah, I, I, think, I want to see. Just I think we can definitely say there's probably like a succession plan in place that sees him yeah. make his way into that. Yeah, but I think lo- long long term, he's the next Cade Simpson of of this competition. Oh, but Port I, I Adelaide. feel. Port Sorry Adelaide. to cut you off. I just feel like we're we're running out of time. Port Adelaide, Riley Bonner loves to don the sleeves. I, I think he, he has a lot of the attributes that he could become a great person, a great sleeve watch member, but at the moment he's probably on the fringe of sleeve, sleeve watch. Robbie Agreed. Gray, elder statesman oh. of the three-quarter sleeves and a man that not playing at the moment and the game's worse for it. Yeah, I'd, I'd argue he's a pioneer of those three-quarter oh, sleeves. Absolutely. He, he, he blazed he the trail. The he might have been the first. He may well have been. Citation needed, as with everything we say on this podcast. But but this incredible. man is the man that excites you. Oh, it's, yes. Illyria. A, a a oh, boy. Um, yeah, you mentioned Lockie Plowman rising through, you know, with the Golden Fist. Illyria is, is taking intercept marks in sleeves, which, you know, it looks incredible while doing it. 
makes you know they're like racing stripes they make you go faster um doesn't wear them quite as often as i'd want him to no but when he does he he does it well he does it so well beautiful physique of a man and and you know his his impact his presence is felt in a game of football but it's amplified by the extra cup you know 30 centimeters or 40 centimeters or whatever it is of fabric attached to each of his arms. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's incredible. The, the cloth maketh the, no, it doesn't make it the man. He's, he's already a very good footballer and a very good man without it, but the, it, it's it exceptional. It helps. <laughs> it helps. Richmond. 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 Couldn't think of a single player. And it disgusts me really to think that. No they're, wonder they're collapsing. No wonder they're collapsing. And you know, none of their players have worn sleeves on the the premiership dice in the last three years. So, were they really flags? Were they not really? In my book. Not in my book. Um, not in my book. As I as I look up longingly at my photo of the two thousand Essendon team, full of players wearing sleeves on that premiership podium, and Dustin Martin doesn't hold a candle to them. Really, doesn't no. hold it. Doesn't hold a candle to them. It's a goddamn sight to behold. All right, we'll move on to St. Kilda. Two names that we could come up with. Uh, one thanks to our good friend Craig. Jack Sinclair, who probably flies under the radar he as, does. A, as, a, as a player that not, not a lot of fans would, would be looking out for. But he, he loves to wear the sleeves down at St. Kilda, and, and we love him for it. Absolutely. Big shout-out to him. The other player down at St. Kilda, not sure we'd say we'd, we'd love him. Not too many uh, neutral fans love him. Not many, not many St. Kilda fans love him. Jake Carlisle, however, has been known to wear the three-quarter sleeves, and it's about the only saving grace for him as a footballer that I can think of. Sydney will move on. Errol Gould and donned the sleeves oh. on the weekend, and he, and he looked beautiful doing it. Oh my we God. hope this man becomes a regular sleeve wearer because, as you said, Patch, he's a, the midfield is, is not a, a place often where you often sight the sleeve. No, and he, he's taken a few games to, to work into it. Don't think he, he played it in the sleeves in the, in the first run of games he had after his debut in round one, but, but he's come back. Playing down in Geelong over the weekend, they've got another couple of games down there. Um, you'd God, you'd love to see him just continue to wear the sleeves and and continue to make it a trademark too. Oh, we'd love to see it. We've put down Tom Papley here for Sydney. I'm, I'm not super confident in no. having him in the discussion. I'd love to hear our Sydney fans out there let us know who we've missed for mm. sleeve watching. Both, both of us are convinced there's someone we've missed from Sydney that, that will wear them. Can't think of it, of who it is. Western Bulldogs, we'll say this man first. It's Aaron Norton. He has donned the sleeves before. He's a a rising, uh, sorry, a rolling sleeve player. We would love to see him become a mainstay of sleeve watch. Mm. Power forwards are something that we kind of miss. Yeah, Harrison Jones, not a power forward at this stage. Brilliant contested mark, but he's not that, that, that beast you want running out of full forward. And Norton could be that man, especially with the the head of hair he's got as well. When he's in sleeves, looks incredible, but not not consistent with them. Hasn't worn them a lot, which you know mentioned him almost more as a motivation to him yes, rather than anything than else. Anything. Um, but the other man on this list, Lek Dog. Oh Josh boy! Oh, oh boy! I mean, you're you're a big fan of this man. Josh. Oh. You you're a big fan. Wore them Huge the fan. other day. That photo, I can't remember who took the photo of him with him with the ripped 
the ripped shirt. Oh, oh long my God. flowing the, hair. Jeez, yeah, he looked good. Michael Wilson, best in the game, took that photo of just the plunging neckline, the mullet, business at the front, party at the back, the mo, the the beard, like, oh my goodness. And, you know, there, there's the case to be made that he looks the best in the sleeves of anyone in the AFL. There's certainly, it's certainly a discussion. A man who's played at multiple clubs again. Multiple clubs. Um, long hair. Long flowing hair, luscious hair, facial hair. Like there's. You're right. He might be one of, he might be the, the best looking sleeve watch player. And that in and of itself could be an argument for him to be the poster boy. Because he's that, be. that that Michael Wilson photo on a poster would go off, would go up in in a lot of bedrooms around Australia. Yeah, little kids um, pinning it up above their bed. Uh, like weirdly. it's um, it's quite something to behold, and he's only done it recently, so that that works against him. And I'd understand. And we're not gonna they- we're not gonna discriminate on age, but ideally, if you're building a team, you you know he's a bit older than some of the other candidates we're looking at. He is. Um, he is indeed. But you know, obviously had to be mentioned, and I, I think he's in that discussion should the community want want to go that way. So community, I think I think for us, Patch, I think the guys leading the discussion for who should be the poster boy, who should be the ambassador. Well, I mean, all these players will, are ambassadors in their own way, but who should be the next big sleeve watch, the official ambassador. I think we've got a few names... Heading, topping the list, Seedsman, McHenry, Jay Sauce, Plowman, Lobb, Aish, Close, Menegola, Hunt, Langdon, Stevenson, Alir, Alir, Josh Bruce. These are all names that we really like ourselves, Patch, but we want the community. Is there anyone we missed? Current players who we're after, who can take this mantle forward. Who have we missed? Who should be in the discussion? Who do you think should be the official poster boy for Sleeve Watch moving forward? This is quite possibly the most important piece of community feedback we will ever receive on the Drop Minutes podcast. So make sure you head to the website if you're listening. Put it in the comments. Tweet using the hashtag Sleevewatch. Let us know, community, who is going to be the next Sleevewatch ambassador. And we'll, we'll, cull, we'll collate the feedback. We'll take it under advisement and we will, uh, we will distribute the findings when needed patch when needed indeed if you're still with us an hour into this this love song dedication equivalent of a podcast god bless you god bless long-sleeved footballers and the jumpers they come in and uh, god bless you lake dog for hanging out with me this evening well god bless you patch for stoking the flame that's within me oh. Anytime, like dog, and you stoke that same flame within me. <laughs> Peace out, community. <laughs>